0: Welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast, co-hosted by Abby Thiering, the Badass Breastfeeder, and Diane Cassidy, IBCLC.
1: Hey, welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. I'm Diane, your lactation consultant.
0: And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder.
1: And we are going to talk about body changes during breastfeeding.
0: Yeah. So one of the things that prompted this um, topic was, you'll remember this, I got a message from a woman on Instagram and she said that she, her she was going to the doctor cuz she was having some symptoms and her doctor said that she, she was saying that the, her doctor was saying that she had bacterial vaginosis. And so then she was like, "Okay, well I'm going to go to an OBGYN." So she went to the OBGYN and this person was like, no, you don't have bacterial vaginosis. You actually... Your vagina is going through menopause because you've been breastfeeding for so many years. <laughs> <laughs> to which Abby- so let all have a moment of silence for this person who was told that her vagina is going through menopause. Your vagina's old, okay? <laughs> your vagina's aging. <laughs> and your. I mean, come on. And so here we are. So, what was the. So, <laughs> I sent this to Diana. Diane was like, hold on a minute. <laughs> Let me look around and, t- you know, think about this for a second.
1: There are some things that, like, really. And Abby gets the good ones. Like, I'll get uh-huh. a few random ones that I'm like, what? That I really have to kind of scratch my head over. But some of the ones you get are good because in 10 years, I'd never heard my vagina is going through menopause right. <laughs> because I'm breastfeeding. It, right.
0: It just... So the thing is, is that this doctor is not aware of things that go on in the body while you're breastfeeding because we have, you know, it's very norm We think about, we get pregnant and we think about our body changes, you know, and, There's all these things that we already know because like you walk around and you see pregnant people all over the place and pregnancies on TV and it's in movies and we're always joking about, you know, the back pain and how big you are and the, you know, the sore boobs and the, you know, all this stuff. So these are the things that we kind of like while it's happening during pregnancy, you're kind of like, okay, you know. We just accept it. Even if you've never gone through it, you're kind of like, oh, look at me. I'm getting bigger. Woo. You know, you're kind of just kind of going for the ride. Mm-hmm. But then something happens. Like with breastfeeding, something always happens. You have your baby and then nobody knows what to do anymore.
1: It's like we lost you know, we our minds. People we lose our their minds. minds. As
0: soon as we have our babies, we lose our minds about everything. We can't figure out how to breastfeed, which is really hard anyway. But, I mean, you know, there's all kinds of things we just can't figure out. And one of the things that goes on that we don't really talk about, all of these normal body changes that go on when you're breastfeeding. And so what this doctor, I think, is is referring to is the effects of estrogen levels during breastfeeding. Mm
1: -hmm. Correct? Correct. Because hormones... Change and we know, like, when I would do um, childbirth classes, one of the things that we would talk about when we talked about postpartum stuff was that when you get when you start having sex again after however long you decide to wait, and that's a different podcast, everybody can go listen to that one if you haven't yet. Sex after <laughs> baby, but when you're breastfeeding, you need to be a little bit more aware that your body doesn't react the same. So you might be drier. You might need lubricant. You know, like we talk about Mm -hmm. those things because nobody talks about those things. And that's a really important piece. And it's just because of the hormonal changes that are happening. Your body is adapting to for the baby and your body, the hormones, everything is adapting for the baby. So it's not that her vagina was going through menopause. I mean, like (laughs) obviously this doctor didn't word this in an appropriate way. Because there's ways that he could have said, oh, it's because of the estrogen, it's because of the hormonal changes, and as soon as you stop breastfeeding, it's going to go back to normal again. Like, no, she was dry and itchy because Mm -hmm. of the hormonal changes with breastfeeding. But Mm -hmm. to say, well, you've been breastfeeding so long that your vagina is going through menopause makes it sound like you've totally destroyed
0: your body. Right. It makes it sound like breastfeeding for as long as you've been breastfeeding is not normal, it's not okay, that it's going to cause damage to your body, which is nonsense. Right.
1: Now, the other way things get skewed is that a lot of women – and I wish I had, like, some kind of number on this, and I don't. And maybe someday I should look it up. But a lot, a lot of women go back on birth control, which will also throw hormones back in the mix again.
0: Yeah, and they do it quick. They do it quick? I mean, I remember, like, people asking me, like, I mean, I I don't even know. I had – Both of my kids for like a couple of months, and they're like, okay, so let's talk about birth control. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like, I don't think that's necessary, first of all. (laughs) Right. I barely have even healed down there. So,
1: and it's, you know, so you get a lot of women that don't realize that these hormonal changes can happen with breastfeeding because they're already putting more hormones into their body with the birth control. So it's very like, this is one of those things that people don't talk about. Yeah. You know, and I'm so glad that she sent you that message because nobody talks about
0: this stuff. Yeah. And and it's like she didn't say like... You know, my vagina is kind of dry and itchy. Like, do you think there's something wrong? You know, she had already gone to her doctor and said, "My vagina is dry and itchy. Do you think something's wrong?" And they were like, "Yeah, you've got bacterial vaginosis over here. You got menopause over here." <laughs> they're
1: like <laughs> They're your like just saying over. like, "Yeah,
0: man, there you you're you're there's something totally wrong with your vagina." You know, so she's like doesn't even have she's already coming in to like so, not, you know, she tried to get help. Right. She tried to get information and she just was told that something was wrong, which is, you know, but you there's know nothing wrong.
1: If you go out there, like if if anybody goes and says to their friend, I listen to this podcast and breastfeeding is going to make my vagina go into menopause by the age of three. Like mm-hmm. that would make people not want to breastfeed. Totally. It's just it's such bad information And I just it's like we you and I both read that when it came through. and We were like, what is this?" I
0: I was like, what are you talking about? I I mean, I responded with like I was like, what symptoms are you having? Like, what are you I mean, I I was like floored. Yeah, it's
1: crazy. And that's an
0: extreme example, because Mm -hmm. obviously that's just strange that somebody would tell her that. Um, And I mean, is there even a woman like breastfeeding or not who's not had some like dry itchiness right like this stuff you know we, we are our bodies are run by hormones and these are things that are going to come up for women
1: and it, i mean if women we're used to those changes it happens once a month with periods it happens yeah. with pregnancy it happens during puberty like we know it we're very aware of our hormones we know mm-hmm. it it happened like it just women are more prone to thyroid issues which is going to give you more hormone problems like we just know that it happens and you know it just this was out of the ordinary for her i think because it had gone on for so long because nobody
0: knew how to help her nobody yeah nobody knew to say oh it's okay when you treat
1: something as vaginal whatever they told her it was vaginosis whatever the hell it was and they treat it as that and that's not what it is it's obviously not going to solve the problem
0: no it's not right right I mean, there was nothing wrong with her. She needed a little, you know, a little lu- she needed a little lubrication, a little time.
1: Yeah. And just knowing so, what it is, I think makes a big difference because then you go, Oh, okay. I'm not like don't have some weird vaginal disease. And not, yeah, you
0: know, right. No, you fine. don't. And there's all kinds of these body changes that are gonna go on with you. I mean you're gonna have I'm thinking about just like the first day. <laughs> the first day of having your baby. You know, you're going to latch your baby onto breastfeed that those first days and you could have so I don't people might not know this, but when you're breastfeeding your baby, breastfeeding causes slight uterine contractions. And This is one of the reasons why they say that you shouldn't breastfeed while you're pregnant. Cuz they think it's going to give you because of the little uterine contractions, they think it's going to cause you to miscarry. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not true.
1: Now, do you know why that happens, the uterine contractions? You probably No, don't. tell me why. No. It happens because when the baby latches to the breast, that suckling action releases oxytocin in the mother, and oxytocin okay. causes those uterine contractions. Okay. Which is why they give pitocin to uh, help with contractions, because pitocin yeah. is synthetic oxytocin. Uh, so, gotcha. That's why. So it's a natural, like, and that's why they say sometimes, like, if you are overdue, nipple stimulation can help you to go into labor because it releases the oxytocin mm-hmm. in your system that'll start uterine contractions. Mm-hmm. So when when babies latch in the hospital and moms get that cramping, I always tell them, I'm always like, that's a really good sign. Yeah. It might be uncomfortable, right. but that's a it's really good sign. It's uncomfortable
0: and it could be scary because you don't know what's happening, mm-hmm. but it's normal and it's okay and it's good. Yes. It's your, Yeah.
1: It's very, and it's good. It, it does a couple of things. For one thing, it tells us that everything's working. It, the baby's releasing, the latched well, releasing the hormones and the hormones are surging through your body. Everything is working well. It also is your body starting to like, the uterus getting smaller, the involution, mm-hmm. which is what we want to happen to and to stop bleeding.
0: Yes, so right. That, that is, stops the like, yeah. Yeah,
1: that is really, really important. And that's why like... A lot of times in the hospital, you have a baby and, like, immediately after the baby's born, they'll give you a shot of Pitocin. A lot of hosp- – or they'll run it through your IV. I've had mothers mm. that completely drug-free, no epidural, no, no induction, no nothing, completely natural labor, and then they give them Pitocin after the baby's born
0: because well, – And all you need to do is latch the baby all on. All you have to do is
1: latch the baby on. But remember, they're so afraid had- of hemorrhage yeah. that they just
0: – yeah and I was too and I remember like having a having a home birth and I had you know my midwife's here and he my midwife sat down with me and my husband you know she called my husband over she's like you need to hear this too if there starts to be a lot of bleeding latch she said do three things latch your baby pee first pee latch your baby on and then she showed my husband how to stick his fingers like right above my like kind of below my rib cage and above my uterus Mm -hmm. and kind of jiggle his fingers Right. Which would create like a little contraction mm-hmm. situation, which would stop, which would slow down the ble- bleeding. And I, of course, that didn't, I didn't hemorrhage or anything and most people don't. Um, but that's, you're right. That's how that, how everything starts to heal. Yes. That's part of the healing process. So it is
1: very important. But that one of the things that I learned early on working as lactation in the hospital and I would go into mom's and how's everything going and how the feed's going and do you have any pain? And sometimes they would say, yes, I do. And I'm thinking they had nipple pain, but they were actually talking about the uterine pain. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't hurt to tell somebody like if you're having that pain, that's really normal. A lot of times you don't feel it with the first baby, but the second, Mm -hmm. the third one bad, you feel it. Um, So with each pregnancy,
0: I think it gets stronger and stronger. That's what they told me too. Mm -hmm. I mean, I never felt it very strongly with either one of my babies, but the midwives in my second birth, they were like... We just want to warn you (laughs) that sometimes the contractions are as strong as during labor. Mm -hmm. And I was like, girlfriend, (laughs) I know. Uh, I just had this baby, so that is like way too fresh in my memory for me to revisit that right now. Um, But yeah, I guess they can be very strong.
1: But you're a lot of times on pain meds after delivery anyway, so you know, or taking some ibuprofen or something like that. But if you are having some very strong contractions, then with the um, with the breastfeeding, then you know, take something before you breastfeed, yeah. and
0: and you don't need. But don't be afraid because right. that's a normal thing. Yeah, it's normal, and it goes <laughs> away happen. usually
1: by like two three days anyway. Yeah, right. Because by that point, like you're kind of past all that initial uterine right. shrinking stuff. So yeah. Um. So usually and, only the first few days and, and then it's gone. You won't have it, your whole breastfeeding relationship. I don't want anybody yeah, to think yeah, that yeah. they're be, you
0: know. <laughs> No. And another thing is some people are concerned in those first couple of days that they don't feel like they have a lot of milk in their breasts.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's a normal thing too. You're not, your baby, you, it takes a while, it takes a couple of days.
1: And then people go, well, what does more. the baby eat if the, there's no milk there?
0: Yeah. What do they eat? Well, the baby just ate you for nine months. Right. So it really doesn't need much. No,
1: they don't. And the colostrum is all they need. But, and I always tell moms this too when I do breastfeeding classes, when the milk comes in, you feel it. Like you feel heavy, you feel full. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's really uncomfortable. But with the colostrum, we don't feel it. We just have to trust that it's there. We have to no, trust it's that the baby's getting it's very small, small it. amounts. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that um, that's really important to know that, like, that's normal. You're not going to feel a lot in those first couple of days with the breast fullness.
0: Yeah, and that and that that was like with uh with uh, my first. I was induced, and so I had him, and then you know I'm in the recovery room, and they're like, "Well, you know, you're induced. You don't have any milk yet, so you have to give him formula." And you were the one, nearly seven years later, who was like, "That's not." <laughs> that's not true <laughs> there's like because of the birth of the baby there is automatically colostrum yeah I
1: mean it's just uh... it happens yeah. it
0: just happens your body just does things it just... and so you don't have to worry about that and, you'll, and then your milk will come in and then you will feel like you've got two like g- like bowling balls hanging off the front <laughs> of your chest and that is also normal very
1: normal yeah
0: and that will even out
1: But now, oh, and I have something to add with those two things. Or I have two Mm -hmm. things to add with that, I should say. First of all, and like the last couple of prenatal breastfeeding classes I did, two people said to me, I heard your breasts are going to sag with breastfeeding. My breasts Mm -hmm. are going to be ruined with breastfeeding. Now, that was something that I used to hear when I first started doing this and hadn't Mm -hmm. heard it in a while. And then Mm -hmm. I heard it twice in a row just very recently so I was like oh my god like that's one of those really old wives tales that I haven't heard in a long time it does not it has nothing to do with breastfeeding it is pregnancy that can alter the shape of your breasts not breastfeeding
0: hmm. yeah well that's funny that it that it resurfaced um, recently because do you remember that show The Doctors I don't even know if it's on anymore Yes, I but that. one of the wonderful Dr. Sears is on that show but also a couple of like you know Weirdos mm-hmm. um, are on that show too, and there's like the one plastic surgeon guy, and you know Jewel, yeah, the the singer Jewel. She was, I think it was her. She was on there talking about breastfeeding, and she was like, you know, just sharing her story and advocating for it. And the plastic surgeon guy goes, um, "Well, if you do it, you're going to have to visit me." Uh, and she kind of looked at him and was like, "Well, whatever, you know." <laughs> good for her <laughs> um but so yeah and so he you know here's somebody who's got this like really popular tv show who's perpetuating this myth that you know that breastfeeding is going to make your breast sag which is one of those reasons that some women choose not to do it
1: and it really like what it comes down to is okay your breasts get bigger with pregnancy right Mm-hmm. And they get bigger with pregnancy because your body's getting ready to breastfeed. So I guess technically we can blame it on breastfeeding. But even if you don't breastfeed, your body's making that milk anyway and your breasts are still gonna yeah. get bigger. So it has even if you don't breastfeed, the potential is still there because yeah, even if you
0: don't breastfeed, you're still gonna have milk to deal with right. for a while. Because you can't stop your body. Like it's going to this is what your body is going to be doing. It's,
1: absolutely. So it it's the pregnancy piece of it. So it's like when you get pregnant you have to realize okay my breasts are going to change with pregnancy because that's what happens with pregnancy your breasts change just like everything else does Mm -hmm. but it also has a lot to do with genetics and how elasticity Hmm. the elasticity in your skin
0: yes right the same with just stretch marks exactly you know how many stretch marks you're going to get it just depends on like how how your skin is and there's nothing you can do about it you can spread as much you know cream You know, a $100 cream that promises you not to have stretch marks on your body and it's not going to make any difference.
1: It's the elasticity of your skin. So I always like, look at your mother, your sisters, your aunts, whatever, Mm -hmm. because that's probably what's going to more likely what's going to happen. Right. And I don't I don't
0: I don't get to brag about very much. So I want to just take a moment (laughs) (laughs) to say that I had no stretch marks with either one of my pregnancies.
1: You know what? I really didn't either, and I had those huge ass twins.
0: So, although you know, I will say because there's like, there's all of this like then I say brag because that but that's kind of a rude thing to say anyway. Because now there's all of this like, you know, all the like celebrating body things, mm-hmm. and and they started, you know, there's all these pictures going around. They call them tiger tiger stripes oh my god that's so cool i know and now i'm jealous i know and i'm that's like so wait, well, i cool. went all this whole time thinking that i was like i had this like super stretchy skin and didn't have stretch marks and now i'm like oh man and you know i want tiger stripes part of me like i've known women who are like oh
1: well, i'm gonna get a tummy tuck and blah, blah blah and i'm sure there's women out there that do it and part of me would love it because like i said i had twins i was hugely stretched out mm-hmm. i you know but it's like and I had a C-section and it's like, th- that's my war wounds, you know, like that's kind of
0: totally, I work totally. really hard for that.
1: Yep. You know, and as much as I hate it at the same time, I'm proud of it. So it's like, you got to kind of try to think of it in that way. I know
0: there's so much of this body image stuff that you have to like <sighs> battle, right. Cause there's all this stuff of like what you're supposed to look like. And then, you know, and you, I mean, obviously if you look, however you look is, is wonderful. Yeah. And you know, as long as, you're happy. That's that's great. But also like but that's complicated, too, because um, when we have all these normal things happen to our body, a lot of time it's not celebrated by society. And so we don't feel happy. Right. You know, we're like, oh, God, I've got this like pouch now and I've got these saggy boobs now. And, and I don't, you know, like, society... first of all, saggy boobs, just, get, you know, if you want to push them up, just get a bra. Right. It's totally fine if you want to look like that. I do. I mean, I push my boobs up all the time. I've got no shame.
1: You know, that's why Victoria's Secret makes a lot of money.
0: Exactly. That's why they do. Yeah. And it's fine to buy those bras if you want.
1: I kind of think and of it's it, also fine not to right. let
0: them hang.
1: And I kind of think of it as like curly hair. It's like if you didn't have it, you wish you did. You know, so, I mean, that's, in, yeah, right. Victoria's Secret. They have these tiny, small, very small bras that are very padded and pushed up. And it's like, you don't have it and you want it. Right. But if you do have it, you don't want it. So it's, you know, what are you going to do?
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's no way around it. There isn't. Well, but so, okay. So the breast changes are normal.
1: Now, the other thing I want to make sure we talk about with the breast changes is I have a lot of moms that will come to me very, very concerned that they're lopsided. Or that they're going to be lopsided oh, uh-huh, if the baby feeds uh-huh. better on one side or if they have more milk on one side. Your, but a lot of women, it's very, very common that you make more milk on one side than the other. That is really mm-hmm. common. I have never seen anybody or I've never had anybody come to me and be like, somebody asked me if I fed, just fed on the left breast because it's so much bigger. Like nobody can tell. Nobody can tell at all. It might be yeah, very no. obvious to you, but nobody can tell by looking and at you. it's because you're
0: standing in the mirror, obsessing over your boobs. Like nobody does that. Nobody else does nobody that. Else you does know, that. nobody yeah. sees what you're seeing. Yeah. And your body
1: is going to going to go back to normal. Like it goes back to normal for the most part. Like you're not going to mm-hmm. walk around until your death with boobs that are different sizes or anything like that. Like it just doesn't, right. your body adapts and it just kind of settles back in again. Yeah. Until the next pregnancy.
0: So what other changes happen with breastfeeding? Oh my God. Body changes. Let's. So we have breast changes. We have, we're talking about our our vaginas that are not in menopause. <laughs> So, um, oh, well, we, what about like um, engorgement? Sometimes people feel lumps in their breast and they're afraid they have breast cancer.
1: Yeah, that's really that's very normal, too. And that's just the milk, that fullness at heart. Like a lot of women didn't realize that that's going to happen, mm-hmm. um, that you are going to get and those how, like those chunky it feels
0: like, yeah, lumpy. And it feels like feels like that's. Not normal, but it is. Yeah, it is. And you'll feel lumps in there, and that's just that's yeah, like you said, it's a milk.
1: Very yeah, very normal. Um, your areola might get bigger. That's a normal one too that people don't th- realize is going to happen. So mm-hmm. your areola right there around the where the nipple is that sometimes gets bigger. And because your
0: baby's stretch and that nipple all the way to the back of their throat. No,
1: actually, do you want to know? why? Is that why? not why? No. You know why? It's so cool. The areola gets bigger during um, pregnancy because babies see in shades. They don't see in color. So they see the contrast. It's like a bullseye for them. Uh. That shows them where they need to latch on. Uh. It's so cool the way your body changes for breastfeeding. Yeah, yeah. Specifically for breastfeeding. Well, it's that that's ha- awesome. Yeah, that happens. That freaks people out sometimes too, if they're not realizing that that happens, or it gets darker or w- bigger, and um, it's so that the baby can see where they're supposed to latch. It's one of my favorite <laughs> breastfeeding facts. So fun, it's your bullseye. It's just you know, it's so cool. It's just
0: so cool what your body does. It is so cool. Yeah, yeah. The things that your body, your body knows, your body really knows how to do all of this. Mm-hmm. So if it's happening, it's most likely normal. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Um, All right. What other changes do we come across that people ask us about all the time? Because there's, I mean, like you're, you're just, you don't expect to get pregnant and have all this different
0: stuff happen. Right. Right. And like we said, like a lot of the stuff with pregnancy is like more normalized in our culture Mm -hmm. and more talked about. And the stuff with the breastfeeding is not. And so we get really concerned. And then there's all, so there's all of these things too that go on with breastfeeding. Like they're, you know, it, it, it can be painful, you know, things like mastitis and stuff like that can cause like change color changes and all of these things. And, and so that that's when we got to talk about like what's normal and then what needs intervention. Yeah.
1: And I mean, there's, very little, really. I feel like there's very little that needs intervention.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, if it hurts, then it, that's probably not a good sign. Right. But and that could be a whole host of things. Right.
1: But otherwise, you know, it's like the the breast change as far as like size changes and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, that is really normal. The other thing sometimes you'll hear people say too is like. Another really old wives tale is if your breasts are too small, you're not going to make enough milk. Like, and it really does not have anything to do with your breast size Mm-mm. at all. Like we keep saying, like your body knows what to do. It has nothing to do with
0: breast size.
1: Right. I mean, yeah. At all.
0: Nothing at all. Mm-mm. Yeah. Big
1: boobs doesn't mean more milk. No, it does not. Um, So it's, you know, it's totally okay. <laughs>
0: And so one of the big things that I think a lot of people would ask about that we should probably do maybe a whole episode on is your period. Oh, yeah. Because people will say, you know, it's only been a month. My period's back already. Am I okay? Or it's been a year and a half. My period's (laughs) not back yet. Am I okay? You know.
1: So this is so interesting because I had a mom that I was talking about this with just the other day. So I did a visit with her. The baby's. How old is the baby? Six weeks, eight weeks, something like that. Um, not very old. And not even that old, I don't think. Four weeks maybe? I don't know. But she was saying she we were, you know, messaging back and forth, whatever. I went and did a visit with her. We were kind of doing some follow up messaging back and forth. And she said, Oh, by the way, I got my period today. How is that gonna change things? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, you did and she said, Yeah. She goes, I really didn't even finish bleeding and Mm -hmm. I got my period back and she goes, I'm, I think it must be my period because it was pretty almost gone. And then it became very red again. And she goes, but I also got the birth control shot. I don't know. My doctor said that wouldn't play a role in it, but I don't know if it does. And I go, Oh no, that absolutely does. So she was one of those who got birth control a little earlier (laughs) in Because, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of times we say to wait or some women choose to just kind of like put it way on the back burner. Mm -hmm. And I always tell them if you can wait, it is good because your body like there's so many hormonal changes going on as it is after Mm -hmm. you have a baby that now you're going to put more hormones in there. It's just really going to, you know, mess around with things.
0: It will have an effect. Yeah. And
1: so now she is on like her sixth week of bleeding. Because she went from having her, you know, her, her Lokia after the baby to now she's got her period because she had a birth control shot, which skewed her hormones. And if you if you do a little research on it, because her doctor said, no, it's fine. But if you do a little research on it, it very, very blatantly says like 70 percent of women will bleed for three months when they get the shot. And that's very normal for that. And then after a while, after getting the shot three, four times, after about a year of having it, because you get it every three months, it will, you'll probably won't bleed at all. But in the very beginning, while your body's still adapting, you're going to bleed more. She potentially could be bleeding for another two months. And I didn't tell her that, but like, that's, I'm like, yeah, I I think if it goes on for another week, maybe get a hold of your doctor. You know, just Mm -hmm. to kind of be sure that everything's okay. But um, there's, I mean, usually you don't get your period back that fast. So when she said that to me, I was like, wait a minute. What's going on? Especially when you're exclusively breastfeeding like that in the very beginning. yeah, It's pretty rare to get it back like that. I have moms that get it back around three months and that's kind of early sometimes. But if you go back to work and you start giving more bottles and start doing more pumping, then it's it's expected. You know, it can happen. (laughs)
0: Yep, yeah, and then and then you could go. I mean, in, without you know, without any birth control intervention, mm-hmm. you know, it can. Go, there's really nothing you can do. Mm-mm. It's going to come back when it's ready to come back, and if it comes back really or it comes back really early, then you know some people are happy about that because they're like, "I want to start having a baby now," which you should also like probably wait. Yeah, you need to wait like at least a year. Um, but then there's people who are pushing two years and they haven't had a period Mm -hmm. and they're like, am I okay?
1: And sometimes, you know, I mean, pregnancy changes a lot of things. It, it, it can like cause problems. People go into pregnancy without problems. They come out with thyroid issues. They come Mm, out with blood sugar issues. They You know, like it just... It definitely changes things. So it could, you know, it could be that if you're going on that long, it wouldn't hurt to maybe talk to your doctor just to rule out any other kind of hormonal, anything else happening. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is really isn't uncommon. Like, I know I went a year, but my periods weren't very regular to begin with anyway. So if you're Mm -hmm. one of those people where your periods weren't really that regular anyway, then it's probably going to be a little
0: bit worse for you. Yeah, yeah, and most likely, you know, if people want to say like, when do you know when do people get their periods back? They, if I have anything in the world, there's like not an answer to oh my that. Gosh. No, it's so varied for every woman. So you know, we can't say like, well, the average is six months, and then if you're not at six months, there's something wrong with you. No. That's not the case here. It's just so different for everyone it is,
1: oh my gosh it is so different
0: and breastfeeding since we're on the topic breastfeeding is not a reliable form of birth control <laughs> people think well i'm breastfeeding and i can't get pregnant you can't but it happens yeah. it happens a lot that people get pregnant when they're breastfeeding it does and then there's people who are like i want to get pregnant and i haven't got my period back yet what am i gonna do how do i get my period to come back I mean, that's why you, like, you have to wait. <laughs>
1: yeah, like, we don't know
0: magically when that's going to happen. You just it's have just to insane. wait. Yeah, It'll come back. It won't be five years. No. No, it'll come back. But you got to wait. There's no way to make it come back. And then, you know, then you got to think about your breastfeeding relationship Because people think, well, do I have to wean in order to get my period back? Well, you don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, mu- you most likely don't want to wean because that's why you're still breastfeeding.
1: Right, but I kind of feel like if you don't have your period back yet, your body's not ready for another baby yet.
0: You know? Right. Because like just... breastfeeding is normal for your body, it's a totally normal thing. So the fact that your period's not back yet while you're breastfeeding is normal. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so your body's just, yeah, that's a good signal from your body that it's not ready.
1: It's kind of a gift. I like to not have it in my period.
0: I know i know i bled so much after my first i did the math too oh my god i bled so much after my first son i I bled for like three months and so i did the math that like all that whole wonderful time while i was pregnant and didn't have a period i just like made it all up like right in the first (laughs) (laughs) the first like you know fourth trimester oh
1: my god
0: yeah i was like
1: damn it it's bad I mean, it's just, and that's another thing people don't expect after they have the baby, that they're going to bleed like that, but.
0: Yeah, that could happen too, you know, mm-hmm. and that's another thing they, you know, they'll say, you know, if it gets, you know, if there's clots or there's, you know, I guess clots can be normal too, mm-hmm. but there's your doctor tell you what's like abnormal and you can watch for that, but it's going to bleed. You're going to bleed. Absolutely. That's why they make those super sexy giant diapers that you get to wear. (laughs) One of the videos that we used to
1: show when I did childbirth classes was like, if you pass a blood clot bigger than a golf ball or ping pong ball or something, I'm like, if you pass anything that's bigger than a ping pong ball that shouldn't be leaving your body, like unexpectedly passing something that's big, like, I think that that's reason for concern
0: yeah i was when with jack i was in the hospital it was probably two or three days we were there for a while i was i lost a lot of blood and um i passed a clot that was about the size of an orange
1: oh my god
0: mm-hmm. and i freaked i mean i freaked out and the nurse you know came in and i was like this is in my diaper oh my <laughs> you know, god. and she was like i said is that normal she said no and she ran out with it and got the with doctor it? she came out yeah she ran out with it oh and God. got a doctor and the doctor came in and was like it's okay you lost a lot of blood you know you're it's okay and she was you know in my particular situation she said i'm not she's like i'm not you know terribly surprised that it happened but she said you did you lost a lot of blood
1: and one of the things too that can happen with that like especially in the hospital you'll be in bad breastfeeding your uterus will contract and like we said, sometimes mm. you don't feel it with the first baby, but your that uterine contraction is causing that blood you know, we it's causing mm-hmm. your uterus to show. So you'll get up a little while later and you just had this great nursing session with this, you know, your uterus contracting and you'll feel a gush of blood too. Yeah. Because yeah. of that happening. And you will think, Oh my God, like everything just fell out of my body. Like this is mm-hmm. awful. But that
0: is a, It's alarming. It is, yeah.
1: yeah. But a lot of times, like, your doctor came in and said, nope, this is, you're fine. It's totally normal. Like, you could have just had a, you know, a pretty good nursing session or something. And, yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. You're... Or, like, because, yeah. And I was, yeah. I mean, I yeah, did lose a lot of blood. And so I had been laying down for, you know, quite a long time. And so it was just kind of in there, like,
1: and then you get waiting. up and, yep. It's, it is. It's scary. But... And on that happy note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but even alarming things can be totally normal absolutely yeah because they don't everybody's like again with that whole oh having a baby it's so wonderful it's gonna be so great and blah blah, yeah, blah. And it's like you know you don't hear about this stuff that's behind the no, scenes there's a lot and, of scary
0: things that happen too yeah, yeah and there's it
1: just happens and we know it's normal and your doctors know it's normal and your nurses know it's normal yeah. and you know but, but it's
0: normal too that you're in a super vulnerable place mm-hmm. and that things are going to seem big and scary
1: And it just, it, it's okay, you know, and it's okay. And you could, I think we put it out of our minds too. And that's why we have more babies. And then the next Mm -hmm. one comes and we're like, oh my God, I don't remember this part. This is crazy. I don't remember these uterine contractions. I don't remember feeling this fall. I don't remember looking like this last time. It's very, just like all over again. You're like, oh my God, what's happening to my body? It really changes things, but it's, it's, it's important and it's necessary for the baby and it's kind of amazing at the same time that your body knows just what to do to take care of this child.
0: Yeah, I mean, it goes through so much and it does so much of the stuff without you doing anything. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I mean, we got it's pretty cool. It's it. really cool. Yeah,
1: like there's no other men can't do that.
0: No, I was just gonna yeah. say that, and people say like, "Oh, men don't have to push a baby out." You're like, "What? You... Don't have to? They don't get to." I know. They don't get to do all. They don't get to have a life growing in them and then sustain that life with their own bodies and have all of these things go on right like they don't get to do any of that it's
1: pretty amazing it really is it's pretty amazing
0: so if you have body changes that you're concerned about feel free to message us and we can um help
1: yeah we'll definitely we'll talk about it and uh we'll give you the lowdown just like our poor girl there with uh vaginal
0: bacterial vaginosis yeah which is <laughs>
1: yeah but don't let anybody tell you that if you hear anything that you're unsure about just let us know yeah we'll set it straight and then we will see you next time
0: bye bye